Many of you know, I've already told the story about the obeja and the abeja. Do you remember it? In one of my first sermons from uh, seminary doing my internship in Guatemala, I preached on the text of this shepherd who has left his 99 sheep to go and look for the one that was lost. There's one vowel difference between B, as in bzz, and sheep. Sheep is obeja. B is abeja. And I preached on the man who lost his bee and left his 99 bees to go and hunt for the bee that was lost. And finding him, threw him on his shoulder and brought him back where everybody rejoiced at the finding of the bee. The congregation was more polite than you right now. They did not laugh. They knew I was learning Spanish. I'd only been taking Spanish for three months at that point. Fact remains, though, did you ever lose something that took you forever to find? We're a consumer society, so I'm thinking that none of us really have considered spending a whole day looking for something that we've misplaced. We'd probably just go online and buy another one. Maybe for something really expensive, we might look a little bit harder. But for the most part, things are replaceable or they're insured. But in our gospel lesson for today, we have two stories about people who lost something very dear, something that maybe they could not live without. One was lost sheep, a shepherd, and the other, a woman with 10 silver coins. If something is replaceable, you would look irreplaceable. You would look until you found it, wouldn't you? If something was beyond all price, of such value that nothing could take its place, wouldn't you do everything possible to have it once again? I mean, it's important, and you have your priorities. Looking for that one sheep meant, even though he had 99 other sheep, that one sheep was important to him. And looking for that silver coin, although the woman had ten or nine more in a jar probably, she swept the whole house. She turned it upside down. That coin was important for her. Both the sheep and the coin brought unsurpassable joy once they were found so much so that she and, she and the shepherd invited those who were around to rejoice with them. They couldn't contain themselves. When God created man and woman, he created them to be valuable to each other. When you got married, you repeated a vow that went something like this. In sickness and in health, for richer or for poor, forsaking all others. In other words, if the spouse got lost, you're willing to find him, him or her. This meant that your wife or your husband was a jewel of your crown, the sheep of your pasture, the, jo the coins in your jar. And that if ever there was a danger of losing this, you would do whatever it took to get him or her back. 
Have you ever had something so valuable that you would sacrifice everything to get it back? God did. You and me. When God created the world, we were made to be the crowning jewel of his creation. But he lost us to temptation. He lost us to sin as we took off on our own. So great was his love. We were so precious to him that he sacrificed everything to get us back. He searched to find us, suffering pain and loss, going to hell and back, taking the blame for the divorce upon himself, receiving the scourge and wrath that was duly ours. That's why in Ephesians, Paul describes the relationship between a husband and wife like the relationship between Christ and the church. We, the church, are the bride of Christ, so teaches Paul and Jesus. Christ is the husband. As Paul describes, Christ takes the bride, he washes her, makes her clean and holy, and takes her to himself, pure and holy, living together forever as his crowning jewel, never to be lost again. God gave up everything for his precious treasure. His vow of loyalty to us is unbreakable. We think of God as the good shepherd also in Psalm 23. He is that same shepherd in our gospel, the one who leaves everything behind to hunt us down, to pursue our trail until we are his again. That's what Psalm 23 is all about. We read in Psalm 23, Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And usually what we think is that since we are Christians, only good things will happen to us. And mercy will follow in our wake as we walk through life. And nothing could be farther from the truth. David's use of this military term to follow or pursue means that God hunts us down, ardently pursues us, aims eagerly to secure us with his mercy and his goodness. That's something that we achieve, something that he uses to hunt us down and bring him back to himself. He pursues us with the blood, sweat, and tears of his son through his death. In resurrection, he is the good, righteous shepherd, the faithful husband to us all. So valuable are we to him and so great is his joy for us that you remember he sent billions upon billions of angels to talk to the shepherds in the field, not to the high priests in Jerusalem, to sing and rejoice and give the good news of what God was about to do to bring salvation to all people. He's on the hunt. He's going to find us. There was rejoicing in heaven. This is our gospel text in a nutshell. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is the woman. We are the lost sheep. And we are the lost coin. And the angels rejoice in heaven for our salvation. Now, 
you have to think. What is the most valuable thing in your life for which you would give anything not to lose? All your priorities, all what you consider important, and even perhaps your personal freedom. How valuable is that good news of salvation to you? Do you hunt God down on a regular basis in Scripture? Do you pursue that most precious gift he has given to you? Do you grow and enrich your spiritual life and relationship with Christ through Bible study, through worship, through singing, through praying? Do you do everything within your power not to despise this precious gift that has been given? The Bible, your community of faith, prayer, and everything related to your spiritual life. This is the jewel, the crown, the silver coin that at any moment could be lost. Would you even notice it if and when it were lost? Do you take every opportunity to secure it, appreciate it, hold it up to the light like a gem, perhaps like a ring or a necklace? Do you find him in prayer and supplication on behalf of yourself, your family, your church family? Or has our consumer society turned this precious treasure into a leisurely commodity that can be appreciated when we need it or when it's most convenient for us. I haven't been to church in a while. I think I should go. I'm feeling a little down. It's this treasure, just your convenient vitamin you take to get you through the day. Or is it your passion, something that you cannot live without? But not really your absolute priority or the importance in your life. We have to consider. Do other precious treasures in our lives replace the joy of the gospel so that you pursue them or would rather pursue them and give all your effort to enjoy them? What is your greatest priority? What is your greatest treasure? We assume it will always be there, like a coin in a jar on the shelf. It'll always be there. There will always be a worship service to go to. I will go when I have the opportunity, meaning when I don't have something better to do. That is maybe in our spare time when we don't have anything else to do. Doing devotions, you have to schedule them because if you just leave them for the end of the day, sometimes you're just too tired to It's only when you've misplaced the coin jar that you hunt for it. When it's not there, it's important. Importance, that's another key word because people always seek out and follow and pursue what is most valuable to them. What they cherish most, what gives them joy and meaning in their lives, what is the most important treasure for you? We must ask ourselves. Your priorities and importance are obstacles that you make for yourself in pursuing this great treasure. But what if it were an obstacle beyond your control, say a pandemic, one that challenged your personal freedom and your access to pursue this treasure? 
Well, in addition to the priority and the importance you give this personal treasure in your life, we might nowadays consider your personal freedom to seek it. Might there be a breaking point for you in pursuing God's treasure, one that might stop you from finally giving in and saying, I give up, I'll just fish instead. Would a pandemic be a prohibitive obstacle in seeking this treasure? Well, we gather online. We could seek it. Some people just don't want to worship or come together online. It's just not right. It's too difficult. If you had to walk 20 miles to church like people in many countries, wouldn't you? In some countries, people bring their lunch to church, spend all day because they travel all day to hear the gospel. In some rural parts of Guatemala, this happens. Distance is no obstacle. Yeah, but my car isn't working and it's snowing or it's windy or it's raining. So I just won't go. Even if someone said you will be whipped if you attend worship and hear God's message of forgiveness, would you endure the whipping? Christians in the first century church were fed to lions if they didn't worship Caesar. In the Soviet Union and in China, Christians were imprisoned if caught with a Bible or worshiping, talking about Christ in a public place. What would you do? Even if you were ordered to wear a mask to be able to worship, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you go to worship with other Christians, although you didn't agree with a mask mandate, let's say? For some people, government mandates shift the focus from seeking God's treasure to become rather a political protest. Or is your personal freedom a priority more important and a more precious treasure than the gospel, the Lord's Supper, and worshiping with others? There are, of course, legitimate health-related concerns for people and perhaps even fear that are obstacles that would deter or prohibit them from pursuing this treasure in person. And for that, there are online resources. But for the majority, doesn't the desire to hear the gospel and the joy that it brings outweigh any obstacle, priority, or importance in your life that you just can't put it away God has hunted you down for a price to bring you into his kingdom, to find you when you were lost. Joy to all who have this gospel as their greatest treasure, who take every opportunity to hunt down God's precious treasure as a priority of importance, who even sacrifice personal freedom to find this great treasure and keep it in their lives. Amen.